2: I needed five minutes ago. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert,
0: an everything entertainment update heard at the top of every hour on My Talk
2: 1071. So, um, what's new in your world? Former Beverly Hills 90210 stars Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling are addressing Jessica Elba's claim that she wasn't allowed to make eye contact with the cast while they filmed the teen series. In a teaser for their new podcast, 90210MG. Both Garth and Spelling say they had no recollection of this harsh rule, and last week, Elba, she had appeared on a show called Hot Ones, and she recalled this situation. She said, I couldn't even make eye contact with any of the cast members, which was really strange when you're trying to link up and make a scene with them.
0: I just, this whole like, not allowed to make eye contact conversation that we've had now in this this regard, and also with Ellen DeGeneres, I just have so many questions about that as a reality or like, as, yeah as a directive in yeah, life like, who gives that directive and then how do you go around you know, fulfilling that. Yeah, like do you look s- at the floor or they what? S-
2: yeah, exactly. They said they had no idea and Spelling speculated that maybe producers set, sent around a cool memo, as they called it, that mandated this odd request in her words. So okay, I
3: love that Tori Spelling is passing the buck on the producers. I, it wasn't our fault. I mean And then think of what here's the thing that Tori is not really considering right now. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Why would the producers send that kind of note if they didn't receive some kind of feedback right. from talent wanting that to be in
2: place. Exactly. exactly. All right. Now, going back to the mask situation yesterday, this is a new approach to it. Emmy winner and style icon Billy Porter has challenged his Instagram followers to strike a pose in their finest and most stylish face mask.
0: Yes.
2: yes. Yes. Like you guys said, let's have fun with this. Let's be safe and have fun. So Billy said, the show must go on, but we must protect ourselves, darlings. And we we as we adjust to the new protocols, I'm wondering how you all are satisfying or are staying safe while living your best and fast or fantastic life. So he told his followers to post a picture of them in their mask and use the hashtag hashtag, pose for Billy. And then he will repost these on his story to continue to keep the message out. Wear your mask, but it can be stylish, too.
0: I love this. And also, thank you. Yes, that's it. You can also look. The hashtag
3: is already populated with some very fabulous and creative I love it, because
0: seriously, you guys, wearing a mask is really not a big deal. Not at all. And it is kind of fun to have a whole new wardrobe element to work with. You can
2: accessorize it, match your shirt, whatever you want to do. Bedazzled. Absolutely. And lastly, you guys are big Britney Spears, Cobra Gang people, as you Mm -hmm. know, you might mention this earlier, but she dressed down for Instagram because she wants to show her fans what she really looks like on a daily basis. A likely story Uh, Mm -hmm. the pop star posted a photo of herself on Monday wearing a plaid shirt jeans sandals and glasses and claimed that the much more dressed down version of herself is her true reality so again
0: I just don't know sometimes people say things and they are meant to make you feel a certain way but they might not actually be real I'm not saying I'm just saying
2: I'm with you there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. For more entertainment news, download the MyTalk app or go to MyTalk1071.com.
0: How is it she knows everything? MyTalk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on MyTalk 1071. Yes, that is my jam
2: right there.
3: MyTalk Flashback Bumper Music.
2: That's
0: Well, this is really exciting. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley, trainers on vacation. Holly and I are here with you. Hey. Uh, I just want to set this up before we introduce our guest. So we are doing uh, yet another project down and dirty. This year we are doing... Um, classic radio drama. We will be remaking War of the Worlds. And for those of you for whom you maybe aren't familiar with what Project Down and Dirty is, it's our reality show on the radio. And we don't just do whatever the project is that's laid in front of us. That is part of it, and it certainly is super fun. But one of the more exciting things is that we um are each responsible for helping raise money for a very worthy uh, charity. And the... And the one that we have been paired with this year is one that we've worked with in the past. Um, But they have some very exciting news to share. So we are going to welcome to the show Rob Williams. Uh, He is the executive director of what has been known as the Sheridan story. Without tipping the hand entirely, let's welcome Rob to the show and talk about the big change over there at the Sheridan story. Hello, Rob. Hi, Rob. Hello there. How are you? Really good, and really excited to be talking to you today because there is some exci- there is a change. There is a change afoot for uh, your organization, and um, we wanted to to let everybody know right here, right now, the big change that you are here to announce.
1: Absolutely. So we have the same mission and same goals, and we are the same organization, but. We have changed um, our name. So, okay,
0: I, I'm. Uh, let's say the name, and then let's explain kind of the, the story behind and what the mission is of your organization.
1: Yes, so this morning we announced that the Sheridan story is now Every Meal.
0: Which I love because yes. it does help you understand a little bit more about what the mission is of every meal. So what is, so like you said, the mission has not changed. The only thing that has changed is the name. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about the mission of every meal and why, you know, why, why you're making the change?
1: Yes. So the mission of every meal is to fight child hunger here in our community, here in Minnesota and Western Wisconsin, by focusing on food gaps. So making sure that kids have every meal um, regardless of whether there's government programs or government assistance to help them receive those meals. So we fill those gaps when there's not government programs to support the kids living in food insecurity.
0: I love this. And why the name change?
1: Well, uh, about a month ago, we found out, we're named after Sheridan Elementary School in Northeast Minneapolis. So that's the first, very first school that we worked with, that we partnered with back in 2010. And we learned about a month ago that the school, um, was named after a person named Philip Sheridan, um, who committed very terrible acts and said some very terrible things about indigenous peoples. And we are not okay being associated with that. We do not support, um, well, we, I wouldn't say we don't support. I would say we ant- actively unsupport, dis-support, mm-hmm. do not support, um, those kind of, actions or or you know perspectives or words and so we quickly decided the next morning to change our name and went down the path trying to figure out what that was and landed on every meal
0: and i do love it because it really does encapsulate um exactly what what the mission of the organization is and at every meal um you we have seen how you have have um, filled that gap, that food gap for people who are experiencing food insecurity uh that the way that you go about doing it in discreet ways but ways that help sustain full families um is now is now part of that the name that commitment is now part of the name of the organization
1: absolutely so the so the catalyst of of why we're changing the name obviously is not positive. Um, but we're also very excited on this path forward as every meal. Um, this is also our 10-year anniversary from when we first started in October of 2010. And we provided over 6 million meals to kids in Minnesota um, in those 10 years. And we'll continue to do everything we can to support the kids going forward uh, with the same mission to make sure the kids have the food they need to learn and grow. Um, and we will do that now as every meal. I love it. Yeah,
3: that's wonderful. So we're talking with Rob Williams of Every Meal, the executive director, formerly the Sheridan Story. And uh, Rob, can you just give us an update on what is happening at Every Meal right now as we uh, head into the fall, into the winter months? uh, Giving us just a little update about the needs of Every Meal that maybe perhaps our listeners can reach out to you immediately before Project Down and Dirty happens. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, there's tremendous need, you know, as a result of COVID. There's always been a tremendous need. Over 200,000 kids normally live in food insecurity. And with COVID, as a result of COVID and the different unsettled lives and jobs and everything, that's that's nearly 50% more, almost 300,000 kids in Minnesota living in food insecurity. And we are working to respond to that need. We work in 30 different school districts in Minnesota, about 270 different schools, Getting the kids they need, getting the food to the kids that they need over the weekend, um, you know, their holiday or weekend or holiday or, or long break gaps, and we, were, you know, we are working to. In, we had to decrease the amount of food we could provide from the, the spike that we that we provided right after COVID hit, right after the schools closed, and we're working on raising about a million dollars to be able to provide two million meals to kids between now and January of 2021.
0: That is wonderful. And we are we are here to help you with that, Rob. Um, as we start to prepare for Project Down and Dirty at the end of the month here, we are going to be asking people to open their hearts. We are going to hear stories, more stories from from you and from the wonderful people at Every Meal, formerly the Sheridan Story, about the good that you are doing in the community, and and we can't wait to help you raise those funds so that you can continue to meet the needs of of so many people um, as Every Meal.
1: Yes, thank you, and thank you to your listeners. And you know, I mean, it's it's really about the kids. These, these kids are just trying to learn, and either at home or distance or hybrid or whatever. And, you know, you can't, it's really, really hard to learn when you're hungry. And so we're trying to make sure they have food so they can learn and grow and, um, you know, kind of get the education that they can right now.
0: Thank you so much, Robin. We'll be talking to you again in just a few weeks. Congratulations on, uh, on the name change. Congratulations on going forward as every meal. We're very excited to be part of this next chapter. Very.
1: Thank you so much. And you can learn more about the name change and donate or volunteer and get involved at everymeal dot org.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Rob Williams from Every Meal, formerly the Sheridan story. You will be hearing a lot more from them about them through us as we embark on Project Down and Dirty at the end of the month. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, can we talk about Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Ooh. What is it like nineteen ninety five? Could be. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so this is a little bit awkward um, because it's not 1995, but we're going to talk about Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yup. Holly, a um, uh, little on-air production. I can't see you anymore. Uh, I can't see you anymore. What's going on? I don't know. I think our Wi-Fi is out. I think so, um, too. Fun. Okay, so. <laughs> Great. But that's, that's not going to stop
3: us from talking about this juicy nugget of gossip that was deep buried inside a Nicole Kidman profile in the Ooh. New York Times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Tell us. I
3: just Marv Albert that. <laughs> yes! So, <laughs> yes.
1: So, Good job. so
3: aggressive on a <laughs> non-somebody's ear. Anyways. Okay, don't do that. Thank you, though. So, Nicole Kidman has a new HBO show up. That's neither here nor there, but she's doing press for it. Yep. She sat down for a new interview in the New York Times magazine, and the interviewer in this in this scenario had a very sneaky way about getting Nicole Kidman Ooh. to talk about something that us gossip mongers have wanted her to talk about publicly for
0: years, her marriage to Tom Cruise. Yes. Thank you. So, here's the line
3: here's the line of questioning. That happened in the New York Times magazine. So here we go. So the interviewer asked, you know how in Eyes Wide Shut, that's a movie that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman did together back in the 90s. You have a monologue in which your character is talking about infidelity. Mm -hmm. The interviewer goes on to say, if you're acting those scenes with the person to whom you're married and doing
0: it as part of the. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? This
3: immersive process, can it open up negative feelings that later you maybe wish you hadn't opened?
0: Hmm, what did she say?
3: Nicole Kidman had this to say.
0: Oh, I love this. I'm so excited. What?
3: That fits the narrative that people came up with, but I definitely mm. didn't see it like that. She went on to say the following. We were happily married through that. We would go go go-kart racing after those scenes. What? We'd run out of place and go racing at three in the morning. I don't know what else to say, but wait, there's more. Oh. I don't know what else to say. Maybe I don't have the ability to look back and dissect it, or I'm not willing to.
0: Okay, I want to pick at that for a long time. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Now, this is a... This may not seem
3: like a big deal, but it's actually a big darn deal, because... Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise got divorced almost 20 years ago. But Nicole Kidman has not barely addressed this divorce between Tom Cruise because we're all assuming because of
0: Scientology. Yeah, because she had to escape from Scientology. And if she ever has any prayer of ever seeing her children with Tom Cruise ever again, she better keep pretty mom about the things that she probably signed uh, about in the nondisclosure agreement.
3: Exactly. Thank you, Colleen. So this little nugget of information about the marriage of Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and her looking back on it is just a little fabulous nugget of gossip morsely goodness that I'm totally here for because it's in that last statement that Nicole Kidman made that says everything without saying anything. Or I'm not willing to. Right. She's not willing to talk about her marriage with Tom Cruise in the public. One, because maybe there are a lot of painful memories. Two, legally... She, some
0: consequences. I mean, there's
3: probably some consequences because w- we follow Scientology mm-hmm. on the Colleen and Bradley show. And I'm not sure... Whether or not Nicole Kidman is considered "quote unquote" a suppressive person has that been established? I think
0: that we we've had as we have had many indications that yes, she would be.
3: Yes, a suppressive person in Scientology is a persona non grata. Yep, they are not to be talked to or even acknowledged on planet Earth. Right. So that means, Cuckoo. that at some, right <laughs> first, it means that. Second, it means that maybe someday somehow. Nicole Kidman will have the ability to talk about this marriage with Tom. Well, I mean,
0: that's what I was about to say is like, what is the thing that we all long for? The, uh, the tell all Nicole Kidman or Katie Holmes autobiography that tells us everything we always wanted to know about these relationships. Can I, I just, um, zero in on the, another piece of that, that I find to be pretty fascinating. Yes. Um, what she says about what they did after filming. Yes. Okay. So this just lines up for me. So she said, basically, um, we were happily married through that. We would go go go-kart racing after those scenes. We'd rent out a place and go racing at three in the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. You might think like, oh, that sounds so neat. What a cute couple. How fun that they would go go go-kart racing, but go-kart racing Reminds me of the story that we heard from Leah Remini about the time that she went to visit Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise. Ooh, tell me the story because oh I don't gosh, know it off you, the top of my I head. I cannot believe this. It's so crazy. She said they went to she being um Leah Remini, who famously has blown the whistle on a lot of the issues inside the Church of Scientology. Um and that Tom Cruise wanted to play hide-and-seek. Like a gigantic hide-and-seek game with a bunch of adults. Oh, no. I know, right? And Leah Remini was like, um, nope. I don't really want to play hide-and-go-seek at your adult dinner party. Tom Cruise, thank you very much. But so the whole, like, go-kart racing in the middle of the night, this sort of, like, childlike way of processing adult things. Yeah, and let's let's
3: remind everyone that the movie Eyes Wide Shut is very Ooh. adult. Yeah. It is very... Mm-hmm. You're not going to be showing that to your kids no. on a, on a fr- Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. You're, you're no. just not. It is like one of the most adult movies ever made. It's super heavy. Mm-hmm. Also... And very sexual. And very sexual. Also, doing anything at 3 in the morning... Is, is what nothing good right. happens at three in the morning. <laughs> like three in the morning doesn't even exist. It's only a concept. So when you're actually experiencing three in the morning, I question why you're doing that. And it also brings back because Tom Cruise in Scientology, it brings me back to something that I'm currently watching on HBO Max, which is the docuseries The Vow, which is about Nexium. Right. It, a whole different cult. Right, which is was based off of Multi level marketing stuff. Anyways,
0: mm-hmm.
3: what Keith Ranieri, the head of Nexium, he was obsessed with playing volleyball in the middle of the night. Oh. Weird. And he would bring his followers to this gym and they would play volleyball at all hours. What is going on? Now, that not, I guess I'm trying to make connections in places where I don't know if there's connections, but anyone doing this kind of stuff. Volleyball, mm. go kart racing at three in the morning. I have
0: some questions. Yeah. And I don't have any and answers. we don't have answers. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley Show, dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots after this on My Talk 1071. Dumb people on doing summer. dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. No, Bradley Trainer. He's on a trip. Yeah, he's looking at stuff. Yeah, he is. Uh, (laughs) But we're not, actually. Uh, No. Just me and Holly in different rooms and no way to see each other. Yay! Uh, Yay! So that'll be fun. All right. But we are going to tell you all about our favorite crazy, stupid idiots.
2: Well, then, I guess one could say
3: that's a crazy, stupid idiot.
0: (laughs) Colleen and Bradley present CSI.
3: It stands for crazy, stupid idiots.
0: Yes, it does. They're to your right. They're to your left. And hopefully they're not looking back at you when you look in the mirror. And oftentimes we find them in the state of Florida. 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 And other places. Oof, that one was good, guys. And by good, I mean bad. Yes. <laughs> For our first uh, story, thank you. And we're done. Um, for our first story, we are going to TikTok. Because mm, I don't know what city we're in or state for that matter. But we're just
3: going to the app. We're
0: going to the app, TikTok. Great. So, okay, I'm going to set this up in this way. Have you ever hopped on your neighbor's Wi Fi? No. Yes. But, <laughs> of course, the answer is Yes. Just kidding, Holly. If you haven't, that's fine. I'm not going to judge you for it. I was going to
3: say that I used to be amused by some of the Wi-Fi names mm. of some of my old neighbors. Right? Very it's true. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah.
0: huh So um, I have. I've had to hop on my neighbor's Wi-Fi before. Um, but what you run the risk of when you're pilfering somebody else's Wi-Fi is that eventually they'll change the password and you will no longer be able to get on their Wi-Fi. Well, wait, how do you get your neighbor's password? I mean, sometimes you ask. Yeah. Or if they're, if it's unlocked, like you just don't get on it. Right. Or if it's locked. Wait. If it's unlocked, you will just hop on it. Yeah. And I've had to do that before when our Internet has gone out or whatever. I see, I don't generally make a practice of it, but there are some people who do, apparently, and that's where this TikTok story finds us. Uh, we meet a neighbor, which we will call Karen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. who comes to her neighbor's home and is very angry. Why? Because they've changed the Wi-Fi password and she can no longer squat on this family's Wi-Fi. She had the gumption to actually confront them. Oh, it gets bad. And she is angry. Now, because this is a TikTok video, you might assume that the TikToker is probably a teenager. Yes, because that's
3: who's on TikTok. We we learned that during yesterday's segment Mm -hmm. about the fact
0: that we can't even figure out slang that is popularized on on TikTok. TikTok. Exactly. So, So the teen is standing on the steps of their home taking tiktok video of the front window and you meet karen as we'll call her at the front window and she's angry that they changed the wi-fi password and she is yelling and she says i live here it's illegal come outside let's talk give me the bleeping wi-fi before you get arrested and your mom are we sure this isn't fair abraham oh my gosh it sounds like it right stop stealing and then when the neighbor is not responding, but just keeps on taking the TikTok video, she says, "You want to? You want me to try that way, or do you want your dog to come dead? What? I have ways, and your dog won't be breathing tomorrow.
2: No, what? Not, yes. even, not even funny. Not, not even, even funny. Not even She's no, no.
0: Terrible. She no. legitimately threatens the TikToker's dog because she can't steal the Wi-Fi anymore because she doesn't have." the password it is a two-part TikTok that has gone viral um yeah and and she tries to well it doesn't matter the point is this she was in the wrong and now we all know about it so be careful what you threaten especially if somebody has their camera yeah because it'll come back to get you in the rear oh yeah no, people are she's on blast. I'm just telling you. Like this is a full blown Karen. Uh she's incredibly angry and she's mad because she can't steal their Wi Fi anymore.
1: Oh Mm -hmm.
2: And And you know, if you're you've got to protect your Wi-Fi, because if someone else that you don't know is jumping on there, they could be looking up things that that IP address is tied to you. Yep, That goes Mm, right back to you. And then you can be caught for doing things that they did wrong. So protect yourself and don't let anybody unless you're a neighbor that I like you and I have done. And then, hey, can I use this for a little bit while mine's down? Totally fine, but yeah, watch yourself.
3: Oh man, she's coming out the door and doing a full "Here's Johnny" I from know. The Shining. Oh, I'm
0: telling no. you, it's super creepy. Here's Karen. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good Halloween costume. Yeah, somebody Ooh. work on that. Well, there you go. By the way, have you seen the Karen mask? It is frightening. Somebody made a Karen mask. Who's going to sue saying
2: that looks like me next? You know, who's going
0: to? say, hey that looks, looks like me? I hope it doesn't look like anybody. Look it up. I will look up the Karen mask. Ah. It is not. It is not anything. Actually, yeah. Uh, hold on, I'll put it up for you. It is lovely, not something anybody would ever oh, yeah. want to look like, right? No,
2: you don't want to look like that, no. 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 They're not going to have no. that problem. It's
0: on the bottom of CSI, Holly. Wonderful. We'll take yeah. a look at the Karen You're mask. Malcolm. Oh,
3: hello! Right? <laughs> yeah, no. You well, nobody wants to look like that. <laughs> Man, Mrs. Doubtfire looks better exactly. than that. Exactly. Okay. Okay, where are we going next, Holly? No, I don't... <sighs> I'm having a brain issue right now. Oh, okay. And I want to say that I was looking at this story earlier, and that's where I'm having this recall of the story, because I want to do a little bit of a different one that I had selected, okay. because I was like, well, that actually the person that I wanted to razz on is not a crazy, stupid idiot, in as much as they were actually a strange criminal mastermind. Ooh. It was a librarian who had stolen $1.3 million worth of printer toner over a course of a decade wow. from from a library that is so much toner who needs so much toner thank you who would think of even hustling printer toner right? i digress like, do
2: you get to that in your life qual. Wow. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start stealing toner and hawking that on ebay let's I mean, see what we can do
3: seriously well that's what they were doing but grant i want to advise you that if you do that you may be a part of this segment and we can't guarantee that we won't talk about that's it. true <laughs> that is
0: absolutely true so
3: tread lightly Let's talk about Alice. Okay. Alice is from Lake Wales, and I don't know where Lake Wales is. I think it's in Connecticut. I'm going to make that up. It sounds delightful.
0: I love Lake Wales in the autumn.
3: Yeah. So this is a classic crazy, stupid idiot scenario. So Alice had a ring that she wanted to sell to a jewelry store. So because that happens sometimes Mm -hmm. on consignment, it's like, hey, I got this ring. I don't need it anymore. I'd rather have cash. So I'm going to walk down to the jewelry store. She did that. And she asked the clerk if they would be interested in buying her ring. And then the clerk asked where she got the ring. Uh Oh, and she said, Diane Keaton.
0: Just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> that was last week's story. That was last week's story.
3: That was about the fact that Diane Keaton. Oh boy, I don't. It's even, a long story. Don't worry about a, it. It's Just a long. Yeah, it, you All fine. right. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, so she actually, Alice said that she found it while using a metal detector while hunting for hunting for treasure on the beach. Okay, I see people doing that all the time. I saw metal detector people on my way home from work. I'm not surprised. Last week, they do that thing. However. The clerk looked at the ring. They're like, okay, Alice, well, let me look at the ring. Let me see what kind of valuation it has. Um, They looked a little mm, suspiciously at the ring because it doesn't have any kind of damage that would happen if you found a ring buried in the sand. Mm See, sand scratches. No grains of sand were evident on the ring. Now, while the clerk was speaking to Alice and examining a ring, another clerk called the police department. Because apparently the ring
2: was stolen from the store. Oh, and
3: she tried
0: to sell it back.
2: And guess where Lake Wales is, guys?
0: Connecticut. Florida. Oh, of course it
3: is. (laughs) Florida. I was all like, Connecticut? Well, sure, they have beaches in Connecticut. I don't know. I
0: liked Connecticut.
2: I do. It it did set a little better picture, but it's just fitting that it's.
3: Oh, yeah. She drove up from Panama Beach.
2: (laughs) There you go. Okay.
3: Now we know. Yeah, so uh, she wasn't allowed to leave the store, Alice, with with the ring or any kind of payment. Uh, She was put in the poke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, for our next story, we're going to Liverpool. Oh, fun. I can't really say that I can make heads (laughs) or tails of exactly how this all went down, but I can tell you it wasn't good. Oh, I shouldn't have maybe used that terminology. Oh, um hey. When I tell you about Scott McGowan, who is 34 and he had had a few too many Chardonnays at the races... Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube
1: channel.
0: A family home where he did not belong, performing an act on himself. Yeah. He said that he had been to the races for a, quote, blowout. And uh, oh, he no. apparently asked the resident of the family home, quote, have you seen my bleep? And then he took his bleep out and then he. that
3: A blowout. So yeah. I'm assuming that that is the British slang term for having a good time and getting drunk. Not the blowout that I'm thinking of no, that no, involves
0: getting your hair did.
3: I was thinking of what happens in a baby's diaper.
0: Oh, interesting. I was thinking fashion. You were thinking that. I have to be on brand. I, that's hey,
3: what I, I love about Charlie. I went you, down Holly. both
2: those tunnels, so don't worry about
0: okay. it. <laughs> Let's not use the word tunnel. Um, anyway, anyway, what's funny to me about this story, in the Liverpool Echo, by the way, is that they call the condition that this gentleman was in, quote, absolutely bladdered. That's like their version of real drunk.
2: Smashed or Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: You know, at first, Colleen, I thought that this was going to be a story about my ex-boyfriend with the Tarnay. Hey! Hey! Hey
0: But it's not. It's not. No. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley shoe, um, we are going to play a game. It will not be the throwback live, Mm -mm. but it will be something creative. I can promise you that. Stay tuned. You can play the home game after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Grant. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. No, no. Holly Roberts, Bradley's on vacation, guys. Um, And uh, usually we play a little game called The Throwback Live at this point of the show. We are not doing so today. No, we are not. We are Mm going to play a brand new game, Colleen. Mm -hmm. Yes. What's it called? It's called Crossing the Brimley Cocoon Line. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it sounds like a journey. It sounds like an adventure. We are. sounds like... We're going on a trip together.
3: Yes. So we are playing this brand new game, crossing the Brimley Cocoon Line. So what does that mean exactly?
0: What does that mean exactly,
3: Holly? I, w- I
2: would personally like to know because I'm confused. Okay. Well, you're playing, so get ready. <laughs> exactly. Let's All get close.
0: Right. <laughs> the Brimley Cocoon Line is
3: something that has been created by the Internet.
0: The I premise love the internet. of the internet—it's really catching on. Yeah,
3: it is really catching on. <laughs> sometimes it's—it's a, it's a horrible dumpster fire, mm. but sometimes it, bring, it brings, uh, brings us gifts. delights yeah. and gifts like this. So, the Brimley Cocoon line is as followed: When the movie Cocoon came out in nineteen eighty five, June twenty first, nineteen eighty five, one of the movie's stars, Wilfred Brimley, was eighteen thousand five hundred thirty days old. That mm. means fifty years, nine months, and six days. Are you familiar with the movie Cocoon
0: Grant?
2: Yes, watched it with my parents as a young. Oh, good. Lad.
0: Okay, there you go.
3: Absolutely. Wonderful.
2: Yep. Wonderful.
0: So, so you know it was about very elderly people, and so it should be mm-hmm. slightly shocking that Wilfred Brimley was playing very elderly at fifty. <laughs> yes, at
3: fifty years old, five zero. He was supposed to be living in a retirement home mm-hmm. and swimming in a pool, and then being reinvigorated by alien nests inside the pool. Yeah. Yep. It was mm-hmm. the eighties weird, so, weird times strange times so great times the it's game tr- in front of us is i'm gonna give colleen and grant the name of a celebrity and they have to tell me whether or not the celebrity has crossed the brimley cocoon line meaning were these are these celebrities older or younger than Wilfred brimley was when cocoon was released in 1985 Perfect. Got it?
2: Okay. Got so, it. Got it.
3: Our first celebrity, mm. Colleen and Grant, in crossing the Brimley Cocoon line, has beloved actor Paul Rudd mm. crossed the Brimley Cocoon line. Paul mm. Rudd. Comedian Paul Rudd. Has he crossed the Brimley Cocoon line?
0: <sighs> okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Grant, would you like to go first on this one?
2: I do. I okay. would. He... I'm going to say he has, but the man does not look like it.
0: Okay, I love that. I'm going to say he has not yet, but it is on the horizon.
3: Grant for the win! Boom! Paul What's Rudd, crossed Rudd over? has crossed oh over! Oh my God! The Brimley Cocoon line. That's right. Actor Paul Rudd is older than Wilfred Brimley was when he made Cocoon. Oh my gosh.
2: And you Look <laughs> the comparison of the two at 50. Woo.
3: Oh, my word. I... Paul Rudd is 51 years young? Yes. Exactly. Just oh think about
0: gosh. that. All right. So, good job. Grant he got a point. Is a sexy man,
3: too, I love right? Paul Rudd.
2: He's he funny, is. too.
0: Oh, he really is. I just... There's not much about him that I don't get excited about. Thank you. I'm with you there. Okay. Our next
3: celebrity, Colleen and Grant... Crossing the Brimley cocoon line. Has actress Taraji P. Henson crossed the Brimley cocoon oh. line? I'm asking you, Colleen Grant, to tell me whether Taraji P. Henson is older or younger than Wilfred Brimley was when he filmed the 80s movie Cocoon.
0: Oh, boy. Okay. I'm going to say no. She has not crossed the Brimley cocoon line. I'm okay. going
2: to go with you. She doesn't, I know she doesn't look like she's crossed that line. For so sure. I'm going to say no.
3: All right, you guys are both right. She has not (gasps) crossed the line yet. She's close, though. She turned 50 back in September. The Brimley line is crossed when you are 50 years, nine months, and six days old. She's 50 years old? I can't even. Wow. She's 50 years old. Good for you.
0: I know. (laughs) See, this is the thing. Is like back in Wilford Brimley cocoon times, 50 looked a little bit older than it does right now.
2: Very true. Like
0: people are embracing their age in a beautiful way.
2: I'm with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next. Let's, all let's right. Keep going. This okay. is fun. I hope all right. that's
2: there for me when I'm 50.
1: <laughs> right. It will be. It, it will, will be. be.
3: It totally will be. All right. Playing the game, crossing the Brimley Cocoon line. Our next celebrity would be Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, superstar. Has she crossed the Brimley Cocoon line? Meaning, mm. was she older or younger than Wilfred Brimley was when he filmed Cocoon? God,
0: this one's really hard. This one's really hard because my heart wants to say no, but my brain wants to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes, she has crossed
3: the line. Yep. Grant?
2: Yes, I'm saying yes because I remember when she did the halftime show at the Super Bowl. She was 50 then, I believe. So she's probably crossed that line by now.
3: Jennifer Lopez is older than Wilford oh Brimley God. was.
0: when he wearing made... the same outfit, which is so weird. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah
3: that Wilfred Brimley. He could just around with no pants on. He, he, he did that so well. <laughs> he really did. Alright, Jennifer Lopez yeah, she's 51 years old. She was born July 24th,
0: 1969. Oh my gosh, this is bonkers. Okay, okay,
3: good job. I'm not even keeping
0: track of the score. I hope that you are at no. home playing crossing. I just think it's fun to play. <laughs> yeah. This is like when you get the tennis rackets out and you just volley the ball. That's all we're doing. It's just <laughs> volleying the ball. Yeah, Back and forth. Okay, so here's our next celebrity crossing the
3: cocoon Brimley line Brad Pitt Brad Pitt you guys mm. has he crossed the Brimley cocoon line yes
2: I'm saying yeah absolutely yes.
3: absolutely. Like years
0: ago he crossed it yeah he's 56 and he years good old doing it thank you very much mm-hmm. yeah Brad Pitt 56 you Guys, now I want them to reshoot cocoon with people actually Wilfred Brimley's age oh, you know what that I'm saying would be funny. wouldn't that be funny because nobody would buy it yeah nobody would buy
2: Brad Brad Pitt Pitt in
0: a retirement
3: (laughs) home. No, the man just won an Oscar for being shirtless on a roof this last year.
0: (laughs) Which I was here for.
3: Thank you. By the way,
0: send me to that retirement home. Shirtless Brad Pitt? Shirtless Brad Pitt (laughs) is. Thank you. Oh, I'll well, take the gosh. one with
2: Jennifer Lopez, but yes. you can That's go fine. Practice. Maybe they
0: can both be there. It's all good. Oh, it's
3: yeah.
2: all good. Yeah, That'd be a yeah. good time. See,
0: well, and Paul Rudd, I'm here
3: for it. Here's another person that we're going to want to have <laughs> okay. in our fantasy retirement home. Will Smith. Will Smith mm-hmm. is our next celebrity in our game called Crossing the Brimley Cocoon Line. Has Will Smith crossed the Brimley Cocoon Line?
0: I'm going to say... No, yes. I'm going to need more I'm secure answer than yes. that. I'm going to say yes.
3: Yes? Um,
2: yes, I'm going with her. Definitely yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Will Smith
3: crossed the Brimley cocoon line a couple of years ago. He's 52 years old.
2: Oh my gosh. 50s the new 30 the way these people look man.
0: Oh. It's so true. We did just get a tweet from Allison who said when you realize you're older than Wilford Brimley when he started in Cocoon. Now see this, is, this she's is having that moment right now where she's like, "Whoa, hold the phone."
3: <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole that, those are all the celebrities I have. So congratulations you guys. Woo. You did really well
0: across um, the co- I am impressed. I am impressed at our ability to play that game because that's not easy. No,
3: it's Mm-mm. not. But it, it, think, you guys, your minds are blown because Wilfred Brimley was an actor who was eternally 75. Well, that's the you thing know, he, about it. it
0: is, like, at fifty he was seventy-five, right? And then at seventy-five he was seventy-five. Yep. And now he's like a hundred. Well, he has passed on. He's not a hundred because he's no longer with us. That yes, we lost Wilfred Brimley didn't this year. Bob Barker. That moment. No. Mm-mm. Okay. But no. But if
2: you look at pictures of him in Cocoon. You're right. He looks like he's 70. It's yes. crazy how old he looks in that in the movie picture. It's, it's crazy.
0: you know it's bonkers. Um, I do. Can we quickly just pass along the breaking news uh, of the moment, which I know will be passed on um, during the Dirt Alert updates? today but this uh, we just learned of this in the break yeah about the death of Eddie Van Halen what yeah yeah, yeah. so no.
3: TMZ breaking the news this afternoon that Eddie Van Halen from Van Halen has died Aww. at the age of 65 he had been battling throat cancer for years and it seems like his family was all present for his passing and TMZ is reporting that the past couple of days his health went downhill that his cancer had spread to other parts of his body so mm. we're gonna have obviously more of this news uh, on my talk one we we're going to keep you updated on this story and remember the musical legacy mm-hmm. of eddie van halen absolutely yeah
0: thank you for that and uh we'll be back tomorrow Lori and julia are coming up next thank you for hanging with us today hey everybody stay safe okay bye. bye, bye.